Hi everyone, welcome to the second episode of The Glowing Breaks. I'm your host Oz and I'm with my good friend Jake and boy oh boy do we have a good one to start off the 2020 season. So with that Jake, just like to introduce yourself. Yeah, it's good to be back again. Really enjoyed the first podcast even if uh, I'm listening back to it. Uh, I made a mistake straight away in my favourite race. Obviously it was truly not Panis but you knew that. <laughs> and um, I also was saying oh, Hamilton's really dominant around Magni Core and we haven't been there since like 2008 or something. It was Paul Rijkaard. But uh, yeah, what a race to come back to. Um, amazing. It was one of those sort of artificially um, hyped up races if you like. I think without those safety cars I was getting worried early stages that we were going to have a bit of a dull one but it was amazing, wasn't it? What a start. Oh, yeah, clearly. Um, so with that, we'll just get straight into this. So practice. Um, if we just get up our timesheets. So um, it was just basically like Lewis practice one, uh, 104.816, practice two, 104.304, and then practice three, 104.130. Um, Jake, your thoughts? It kind of looked like through practice that um, it's going to be one of those weekends where Lewis was just going to dominate, right? You know, you often, mm. some, well, not often, but sometimes he'll come into a weekend and he's just a bit off in practice and that kind of sets him in a bad way for the rest of the weekend. But the fact that he was kind of coming out and he'd just get that time quite easily from the car. Bottas wasn't far away, especially in P3. Um, but yeah, it just looked like one of those weekends Hamilton was going to dominate. The thing that really stood out for me that was quite surprising was just the pace of that uh, racing point straight away. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember watching that thinking, this car is really quick. The Ferrari didn't look as bad as it was until qualifying when we really got to see how, how just how bad that was. I know P3 Ferrari were off the pace, but it was it was qualifying where it really surprised me. But yeah, through practice, it, it did look like Merck had an advantage and it looked like it, that was with... Um, Hamilton saying that Verstappen got really close in P3 and that gave us a bit of hope for quality. But uh, yeah, yeah, it, it is what like it is. Got an edge again, right? Yeah, no, of course. Like straight away from practice three, it was just what we knew from preseason testing that, you know, Merck has come up with a very solid package. Um, so with that, let's get into the big one um, qualifying. So um, qualifying to me, wasn't all that surprising other than seeing the racing point of Sergio Perez get into P6. Um, and then just seeing the pace of the prancing horse of Ferrari just be just left out for nowhere. Um, I mean, yeah. obviously a couple of weeks going into the preseason testing, um, the FIA announced that you know they had clarified the rules on the engines that they and Ferrari had um, reached a mutual agreement, um, and where Ferrari would play a role of basically, effectively <laughs> being the snitch. I would say is putting it kindly, where if they felt that they saw any other team doing the breach which they did, um, Ferrari would be on hand to then inform the the um you know the people who scrutinize the cars um and the FIA themselves my personal opinion on this matter and again this is my personal opinion ferrari ferrari last year was rocking up with something truly illegal clever and they got caught out um and this is, I mean, their the qualifying pace was nearly a second slower than last year. Like you, what are the? 
second and a half off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. A second and a half off. Where do you lose that amount of time? Like, it's, it's insane. Um, so on that, Jake, to you. Well, on the Ferrari engine, I mean, it's, it's mad that the car kind of changed characteristics. Like I said, 17, 18, it was a really well-balanced car, really good in slow speed, medium. They'd taken a bit of uh, lead from Red Bull, um, and it was a better car than the Merc in the corners. It's just the Merc had mm. that prodigious sort of Merc pace, uh, engine pace. But um, with this Ferrari engine, it seems that they were doing something very illegal. And you could see the way it used to pick up uh, kind of like mid-corner. Um, yeah. And it didn't, it, well, at first I thought it was like an electrical system they had. Maybe like a, everyone thought they were playing a trick with the batteries. Because it, it looks like a sort of a battery surge that you'd get. Especially if you look at like the Le Mans prototypes, they tend to pick up in that way. They kind of yeah. go uh, in a real sort of linear way. But it was, it was very odd but it's mad that they also seem to have lost kind of chassis performance as well or maybe they've stood still chassis wise and then just they don't have that engine performance anymore it, it goes right through the grid all the ferrari runners as well had a yeah. bad session really um i think the thing as well it's just, they're very lucky to get away with that it's kind of like oh you can be a snitch now for us so it's like you've, you've got yeah. this engine if anyone else does it make sure you tell on them and Ferrari get to get to do that. And I think, you know, it, I, I reckon they had a big knock on Merck's engine as well. Their the reliability dipped. It's probably because they're chasing this illegal pace, basically. I mean, obviously Merck aren't smelling roses. They were doing all of the oil burning <laughs> back in the earlier yeah, hybrid. Of course. So that, that did get deemed legal, but it was a bit dodgy. Um, but in general, in qualifying, there were a few things that surprised me, um, which we can go through. But yeah, the big thing was Ferrari was obviously, that was the big one. Sebastian Vettel getting knocked out in Q2. Oh, That's yeah. Um, and then the second thing for me, which is odd, Red, R Racing Point, if you told me before testing for the season, oh, yeah, Racing Point are going to be sixth and um, ninth with Perez and Stroll, I'd go, wow, they've, they've really come a long way. That's amazing. But from when you saw their pace in, in practice, it was almost a bit disappointing because actually people were freaking out in practice. There was a lot going around the paddock. Some of the teams were thinking about apparently lodging a protest. They felt that Merck had given some blueprints. There was no way that Racing Point could have just copied that car through pictures. On pictures, um, which is mental. Like, which is mad. Like, whoever like, sat there drawing from all those pictures, right? Like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. But then I suppose like, if you think of the games, right? They get yeah, they have exactly. There, they get it. And modders go into those games and take that 3D data. They mod cars in yeah. there themselves. So, I don't think it'd be completely impossible for them to get that data somehow. I know it's very different, um, but to get basic shapes and geometries, maybe there's another way. I'm really going out on one there, but I don't think they necessarily had to have a hand down from Merck mm. any info to, to copy that car. Um, and they've admitted it's a copy. That's not people being, you know, they're called tracing point for a reason. It's not cynical. It's, it literally is a copy. Um, but that was a bit disappointing for me. I thought they would have been a bit further up, especially with Ferrari on Q2. I thought, wow, so yeah. racing points are number three team. But uh yeah, those were kind of my initial thoughts from Quali. Um, a few other things, I suppose. I mean, it was great to see Macca up there. I know I spoke a lot in the last yeah. podcast saying, I'm worried that Merca, um, and Macca are going to drop. And, I, you know, not being biased or anything, it's just good to see McLaren at the front, and I didn't want to see him tail away. Um, but they were right up there. Amazing lap from Norris. Just really smashed that out. Of one, one, what was it? 1036, which was really awesome. Only six tenths on pole. So that was decent. Um, and um, obviously science not bad in 8.5 they were kind of pulling that out last year but, but really impressive and it kind of showed that um, they can fight with Racing Point on qualifying pace at least um, yeah. apart from that it was kind of as you'd expect then sort of Renault mid midfield Alfa Tari sort of there and thereabouts and then Haas Williams and Alfa at the back um, yeah. but Williams have taken a step another good session from, from Russell as well yeah 
I mean, George um, qualifying in P17, I think, was a huge step for them. Um, and it's it's just good to see that they're still not the last two cars by, you know, a stupid amount that they can start nipping away in terms of that midfield teams. Yeah. Um, McLaren, I'm fully with you. I was quite concerned that um, the racing point would be so strong from the word go and that they would just completely own that entire part of the grid um, for the whole season. But as we'll talk um, and get on into the actual race itself. So it's actually good to see that, 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 that bright orange, um, that, that bright orange um, McLaren does have some qualifying pace in there. Um, and, yeah. you know, and, and again, like phenomenal from Norris to get into P4, you know, I mean, the, the thing is to me about qualifying is it, it shows you how quick the car truly can be. Right. Like w- once you take it out of race, you know, this is how quick this car can be. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, like I'm really happy that they're making the right moves. It's been a intense rebuild for that team. And it mm-hmm. now sort of feels that we're starting to see the fruits of all of that. You know, we, we're now starting yeah. to see, you know, having Zach and Seidel and Norris and, all of that restructure is now finally starting to pay off. So I'm really happy for them. Yeah. Um, yeah and then, of course, Lewis um, second. He got pipped um, right at the end. Unfortunately, he couldn't finish his last flying lap because uh, his teammate went off. Yeah, I mean, he lost time. So in his the first flyers that him and Bottas did, Hamilton, Hamilton was up two temps in the first mm. sector, then lost in the middle sector. Bottas kind of gained that time back. And then in the final sector, managed to hang on um, and was quicker and then obviously we had a kind of reminded me of 2014 uh, Austria with uh, Rosberg and Hamilton whether I think but they were going off and weren't finishing their <laughs> final laps they didn't even want to finish and then they bopped everyone uh, behind and um, yeah it was um, you know it was a shame to see that we couldn't, couldn't see Hamilton's last lap then obviously we get the controversy with the the penalty yeah. um, from my view it's a slam dunk I, I hate seeing drivers ignore flags. I know it was a bit harsh where the flag was, but there would have been a beep, beep likely on the radio. There would have been lights on the dash as well. I think it was a bit, you know, Red Bull being a bit catty, putting it in at that last second, but they're going to do that. You know, it's a competition. Mm. And I think, yeah, I'm always a bit, it, it, it maybe it was a bit marginal, marginal, but I just think, you know, we know what can happen when we ignore flags. I don't want to bring up Bianchi, but this is what happens yeah. when you ignore, you ignore flags and just carry and keep your foot in. Some nasty stuff can happen. So, you know, you have yeah, Bottas no. spinning around out of control in the infield. You, all yeah. it takes is Hamilton to lose control, and then you've got a nasty incident. So I think you've, you've got to, you know, you've got to take notice of those flags. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I am 100% in agreement to you. Um, what I don't agree with the part is the fact that they decided is... So So to me, the part which I don't agree with, with how that scenario got handled is the fact that the FIA and the stewards went, no, it's okay. Then new evidence gets brought up, which is fine, but then they change it, what, like half an hour to an hour before the race? Yeah, that was bad. It's mad that the Instagram channel got the 3D footage before the teams and like even the FIA yeah. <laughs> footage, it seems. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. That was, that was a and poor so, show. And, was so, poor and show. so to me, I think what the FIA should do, like even if it is the wrong choice, stick mm. with your choice. Because this now sets a precedent of basically um, any team can find every little shrapnel of anything to then, you know, try and grass up any other team, which is fine. That's what they do. But then to do it an hour before the race, 
No. Like, it, it, I suppose it's kind of like VAR almost, right? In football. Yeah. Do people agree? Do they not? And this is kind of like our equivalent of VAR. VAR yeah, almost. yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So looking in F1. But yeah, um, it was a funny one. So it was kind of an odd kind of end to qualifying. Um, but, you know, Max was up there as well in third, yeah. which is what we wanted to see. Um, obviously, from my predictions, I thought I'd be could have been on pole, and that I would I was expecting a bit more pace, but Merck had it. I mean, you're never going to be surprised. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> nearly, you know, I mean, in short, nearly half a second more, which is yeah. in Formula One terms, that's quite a lot. Um, so, yeah, no, it's massive, especially um, around the short lap as well. It's basically a sixty second lap, just yeah, just yeah. over, you know, and a lot of straights, and it's not it's not a lot of like sweeping turns. It's it's it is you know hard right, hard right. Yeah, you know, it's it's a lot of sharp turns on it. Mm-hmm. So I think this would be a good point to get into the race itself. Um, yeah. So da, 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 well, I'm happy to kind of give a little summary. Let's remind everyone of what happened. So kind of been yes. digesting a lot of this and looking through it. So going over the race really quickly, and then we'll kind of break it down team by team, right? So you look obviously Bottas got a good enough start, got away from 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 the front well. Um, and then Max was kind of had Norris all over him. Started on those medium tyres. They do take longer yep. to come up. You, you lose something like, because it's 60 feet down to turn one or something like that on a normal straight. If you're on a harder compound, there's something like that. So it's it's a lot. It might be like 60 metres. It's a lot. Anyway, a big difference between 60 feet and 60 metres. Um, but either way, it's a lot. <coughs> Lap four. The only reason I put this in here is because Lewis tries to go around the outside of Albon. That comes back later. Yeah. Um, lap 11. Yeah, it does. Engines, Max's engine went, and that was real. I was so disappointed when that oh. happened. Neutral, we were just robbed of that race right there, and it would have been really good. I want to see what he did. Obviously, Ricardo was looking really good, handing Vettel his engine goes bang. Um, and then you've got sort of Bottas and Hamilton out front, and I, I thought, well, this is it, then, isn't it? You know, Bottas had an eight second lead, just just shy of 7.9. And you're thinking that's that's that that's too big. And then by lap 26, when the safety car comes out, Hamilton's got that down to 2.8. So he's just siding into this lead. Um, Bottas was saying that he was maintaining his tyres, so maybe he was. You know, maybe he's maintaining the car a bit as well. It's still a big chunk coming out. Mm. Um, then the safety car came, Magnussen brake failure, um, and then uh, both Mercs double stack. They come in. Bottas kind of gets saved a little bit there, I think. Uh, you know, everyone pretty much gets to do the stops they want to do. 26, so that's not 26, 31, you've got the restart. Um, Vettel spins trying to get P6 from Sainz going up the inside. Um, you've then got Hamilton hounding Bottas, really chasing him, but he can't, you know, when they, they're saying uh, they need like eight tenths of a lap more to overtake. Yeah. So we didn't have that. Um, and then these sensor issues started creeping into the point where James Vowles had to come over the radio. We'll touch on that a bit. Um, and lap 40, Merck got a 10 second lead. Albon's in third. So Albon's still in a really good position. He's doing a really good job for Merck, uh, for Red Bull, sorry. Um, and then lap 51, Russell's engine goes bang, and then Grosjean has a brake failure. So we get another safety car. Uh, the Mercs don't pit. Perez doesn't pit in fourth. Albon does. So he gives third to Perez. Um, and Leclerc and other, other drivers come in for new tyres. So kind of Merck was sort of in the wrong place there. Maybe not the right call not to bring him in. And then you've got the restart on lap 55. Kimmy's tire just goes, it looks like they hadn't bolted that incorrectly or something's gone there. But Albon gets past Perez over the line, uh, the safety car line. Then we have a big wait, six laps. Uh, lap 61, finally get going again. And Albon's looking amazing. Round the outside of turn four, Hamilton clips him and uh, Albon's yeah. off and sadly goes for a DNF in the end afterwards, anyway, for an engine failure. But that, he's looking racy there. We can touch on that in a bit. Charles does uh, pass on Norris and 
pass of the race, one of the a, a fantastic overtake on Perez, really sort of Ricardo-esque. It came out of nowhere. I just thought he was too far back, straight up the inside, amazing overtake. Um, and then Norris passes Perez as well. And then obviously lap 71, we have that drama. Hamilton does get a penalty, five seconds. And Norris bangs in the fastest lap on the final lap. So we have an ending result of Bottas, who's kind of got away. Scott Free's managed to keep in there. Um, Leclerc in a car that looked nowhere, looked like a midfield runner at best, having a sniff of it all race. And Norris, amazing charge up to, well, one place in the end of the third, but yeah, great result. So um, that's just a little overview. I suppose we should go through, break it down, break it down team by team. Yeah. Um, I mean, my thoughts on this was, I mean, I was, I, was, I was saying the group chat with you, like this is one of the, most intense races I've watched in a long, long time where so yeah. much is happening. Like so much happened in this race. Like I actually lost count at some points of just what was happening. Um, and I think just for the sport, just for the fans, that things go on, like this was such a race for just everyone. I'm sure the drivers enjoyed it as well. Like some of them which had, you know, crashed out and not finished. Like they must've enjoyed watching it on their screens as well, as much as we did. So so yeah, it's it uh, just a cracking race. So they, they, this will be one which which will be in my head for years to come. I think. Yeah, it was a crazy race. It reminded me a lot of Brazil last year, actually. And safety cars do spice up a race. I think it was yeah. a, a little artificial. I I kind of feel we were robbed a little bit of a battle between Bottas and Hamilton that kind of got mm. taken away in the end. And Verstappen going out, we were kind of robbed of that as well. But so, but it looked like after that sort of first phase, you thought, well, here we go. It's Mert 1, 2, yeah, John. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And actually, the safety, cars, the safety cars kind of saved it, didn't they? They kind of bought it. They made it yeah. a race. They made it more exciting. I think left to its own devices, it would have been a more tactical affair. There would have been some really interesting tactical decisions there, especially if Max had stayed in the race. I uh, would have been really interested to see what he would have done, especially with Merck sensor issues. You can't put your money on Max, probably. Um, but yeah, it was... Uh, Fantastic. Okay. I couldn't keep up with it. Like you said, <laughs> it was just constantly going, something would happen. I mean, yeah, safety cars, they do bring it in. And it seems they're going to bring out a safety car for anything now. Um, so yeah. we think we're going to see a lot more. I mean, I know it's, it's obviously, you know, safety is really crucial, but it did kind of feel with a couple of those. It was getting a bit mad, and yeah. one. I was kind of thinking, really? That's like quite far off the track. I suppose the Magnuson one was in the firing line. If someone else's brakes went, they began straight. Yeah. So you've got to play it safe. But um, it did seem odd each time anything sort of happened that the safety car would be called. But uh, yeah, crazy race. So on that, let's go through team by team. So we'll do it as the same as we did last episode. So Williams, um, Russell obviously didn't finish. And Latifi, uh, if I've said that correctly, sorry if I haven't, um, P11. So my thoughts is I think Russell was doing a really good job Um it was just it was just heartbreaking as, as it always is you know just watching a Williams not reach the end um, they did have engine issues I think it was transmission issues more um, more to the point but this was where I felt the concern for Lewis um, and just the Merck team in general really started to happen because um, in I think qualifying and practice the the racing point had like plumes of smoke every so often and so there was this real concern going into this race you know is the Merck strong enough for this circuit you know yeah because yeah Bottas lost the end of either P1 or P2 to a hydraulics issue which is linked to the same thing yeah um 
and then obviously in the race you also had stroll drop out um sort of third of the way through the race mm. um with a with an engine issue um and which was a sensor issue um which i think really then alarm bells were ringing yeah <laughs> um, yeah exactly and people in uh i think it's in uh and pricksworth is where the mm. mercedes engines yeah the, 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 those guys watching this race sweating <laughs> yeah this is funny actually here because in the uk there's a load of roadworks on the m4 at the moment so everyone's sat nav sends you through pricksworth and, and oh does it <laughs> oh through brackley so, so that's probably why um yeah it's uh funny every time i go past that but anyway side note but um I think for Williams, it was just such a shame. This sounds awful, but I was actually pleased that he didn't get a point. I was like, this can't happen to Russell again, where he just outperformed yeah. someone for a whole season, yet doesn't actually win the overall um, kind of head-to-head. Which -head. Um, sounds really mean, I know, but uh, you know, I, I do really want Russell to do well. I think he did a, a great job in that race. He was looking on for points. He was actually yeah. holding Vettel back. When Vettel had his spin, he was holding Vettel back, which is incredible. Um, I mean, it's not like last year's Ferrari, but still a really you know, commendable job. Um, and it was looking good. I think, you know, if you, if you look at where he was, he was far ahead of Latifi, would have been looking at points there or a point at the very least. Um, Latifi, messy weekend, but it's his first weekend in F1. Um, yeah, that course. crash in P3, you don't want to crash in P3. And, you know, he got very lucky. Obviously went nose into the wall and could have been a lot worse as where it was spun back and then hit the back end. And that's usually where a lot of the damage is done, gearbox changes, all that lovely stuff. So... I think Latifi got quite worried, and then you can see in qualifying he did hold a little bit back. Um, you know, especially first couple of laps, couldn't kind of go all out, um, couldn't crash it again, and obviously had the confidence. <laughs> then saying that, you know, was about half a second off the back, was about half a second off of Russell, which isn't terrible um, actually. I think in a grand, uh, in F1 terms, half a second is big, but I think for being your first race race weekend and going up against someone that knows that team and we we've, we've spoken about so much in high regard, mm. it's probably not that bad. Do they look like they're going to set the world alight? Not really, no. But we expected that pay driver. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, in short, this is a big improvement where they were last year, and I think that yeah. is just a win for them. Definitely, it's, it doesn't. They're not an embarrassment. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. On the grid that can fight and be a part of the sport. So that's yeah, I'm exactly. not saying they couldn't before, but it wasn't. They were just a different. They were like an F2 car running around with the F1 cars. Yeah, yeah. They're in the mix. It's good. It's a really good yeah, step no, forward. Exactly. Hundred percent. So with that, Haas, um, both the cars um, basically didn't finish. They braked. Yep. Um, I think it was Magnussen where it was on the straight, and he literally just went straight on, didn't he? Yeah. So he was the one who triggered the first safety car, mm. uh, and like I said, went straight on. Um, and it looked like he was doing a really bad pass. I can't remember who it's on um, around the outside. And then I think it's one of the Alpha Tauris, but I might be wrong. Um, and then just went straight on and you're like, oh no, that's a brake failure. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Quite nasty. Uh, it's weird with Haas because obviously they've now got this Ferrari engine that's a lot lower on power. If you think this time last year, um, Magnussen was qualified fifth. Mm -hmm. um, so they've had a big downturn in that sense. But obviously they don't have that engine power. Apparently they're on top of their tire issues now. Um, which is great. You know, they were having a lot of issues last year where they qualify high up and then would just be nowhere in the race. In the race, yeah. But they're just slow. Like, there's no, there's no, you know, they even got tire issues. I think apparently they've been hit really hard with COVID. Just getting the team here was a big achievement. Mm. But it was, it was a, you know, real shame for them to double DNF. I don't know why it was on the brakes. Maybe they're running too uh, too aggressively on their brakes and they need to have thicker, think about thicker pads. <laughs> yeah. Pads bigger, whatever it is. Um, you know, um, 
there's not really much to say about them, is there? It's it's slow. Yeah, they just didn't. You know, I mean, I think after last year they were really hoping to be at the more sharper end, um, but I think you know that that time's gone. I think you know they haven't got this super powered engine anymore. Um, and then they will, you know, and at the end of the day, they they will need to start you know thinking about about what they can do to sort of just be in the mix. I can I can really see Haas really dropping off a cliff if they're not careful, mm. if they're not, you know, putting the parts on which that car needs. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it was just, yeah, it's just nothing to really say about them. They just didn't really... No. Just, I mean, maybe they can um, trace this year's Merck and use that yeah. for next year. I don't know, short of God, that. Could you imagine? Yeah, that gonna, would cause gonna... problems in F1. <laughs> <laughs> But um, it's uh, obviously they've got that big deal with with Ferrari. But I, I just yeah. think uh, it's great to have them on the grid. It's really awesome to have another team. We don't want to lose them. And I think out of all the teams on the grid, I always thought it was Williams that were going to go. They're up for sale. But yeah, I think, and that would be tragic. I mean, Williams have got on the most the big, biggest line of history. But I think, yeah, has to look in a bit. It's looking a bit dodgy, isn't it? It's not. Yeah, it's not and I can't good. see them moving forward anytime soon. Who knows? But hopefully they'll turn it around. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're not looking great. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, next up, Alpha Tauri. So Kvyat DNF um, and Casley P7 with six points. Um, I'll be honest with you, I was quite impressed with them, if I'm honest. Like, I didn't yeah. think they were doing as well as they were doing. Um, shame about the, obviously, Kvyat not finishing, but, you know, mm. let's rewind the clocks to 12 months you know poor Pierre you know he was getting put through the ringer mm. um and, and and as we talked about in our first episode you know Alpha Tauri just feels like his home he's just clearly comfortable in that team yeah it's um it's a sh- real shame about Kvyat for them um I think he, he thinks it's Ocon there was some contact between Ocon and Kvyat mm. that didn't show on the, the the feed I haven't seen it yet but he thinks it's Ocon hitting him don't know it's just you know the tire failing a shame for them Great result from Gasly. Really good performance. And even without the safety cars, they looked a kind of seventh or eighth place. They looked a solid bet for points, double points, which is mm. really impressive. You know, that's kind of what they've always been about. They're not, they haven't got the biggest budget, but they, you know, they're running well. Um, obviously, they have got support from, from Red Bull. But yeah, they look decent. Um, there's, again, not a lot to say about them. Just a solid kind of lower midfield race. Yeah, exactly. But, but looking at, they were looking at a double points finish. Um, and uh, yeah, I wonder what the tyre failure was. It'd be interesting. I, I would like to see that footage. I don't think it's been released yet. Ocon and, and Kvyat's um, incident. Yeah, because it was weird because it was just on the straight and it just blew up. And and if you looked at yeah. the tread before, it was still clean. Like it wasn't like it was worn or anything. So. No, it didn't look worn. It didn't look like a tyre blew Exactly, out, which, which is usually the case. Usually, I think it was Sebastian Vettel uh, a couple of years ago when he was on the straight and again, his tyre just blew up, didn't it? Yeah, which, was that Austria? Uh, was Austria hungry? Yeah, Austria hungry. Similar yeah. to me, where uh, a couple of years ago, where his tire was just left out. I think it was twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Um, literally, he was just out on the racetrack just too long, and so the tire just wore more and more. So yeah. on that, um, Alpha Romeo, um, Raikkonen DNF, um, Giovinazzi P nine, two points. Um, do you think that the Raikkonen car was a unsafe release by the pit crew? Um, I mean, I. I don't know, but the first thing I thought when I saw that wheel coming off is it's not been attached. It's not been yeah. drilled. You know, it was like the Haas failures in Australia last year mm. and year before. Um, or no, double failure yeah, two years ago. Um, it's just not, it's not been, um, it's, it's not been screwed on properly. properly. Um, and the, the gunner 
uh, swore that they they tightened it up enough. So maybe it's not a fault with them. It could be a threaded, you know, a threaded bolt. Mm. It could be. I mean, the worrying thing was that the tether didn't work. So often, usually, even if a wheel was to come off, there's a tether. So mm. that's why they don't tend to fly off. They just sort of go wobbly, and the car goes off and retires. Um, so it was worrying that it just came off and flew off and then into the into the gravel. That was a bit concerning. Yeah, because it very nearly hit Seb. Because Seb was looking like he was gonna overtake and then you saw the wheel come off and then you see him go back in behind Raikkonen don't you? Yeah, it wasn't, um, wasn't good that so that was a concern um, but I mean in general that doesn't look like a good car does it? Um, no no, it really doesn't. Lost the engine power. They were a bit slow last year anyway because in testing last year they looked great they came up with that really crazy new front wing that we didn't expect which kind of alluded to what Ferrari did in the end with that low drag mm. concept but it just it looks slow. That car. There was there wasn't much pace there. I mean, they got out qualified by one of the Williams. I think that's you know Russell. A great great performance from him. And maybe the Williams is a step forward, but and there was barely anything in it. To be fair, we're talking yeah. like hundredth of a second in it. Yeah, yeah, but, exactly. Um, yeah, that that Alpha doesn't look great. I don't know what issues they have, but it does just doesn't look. Um, I mean, again, I think it's just the engine. I think they just haven't got because the thing is, is what some people might not realise, especially with the Formula One car, these things are so highly strung that the faster you go, the more grip you have, right? And I know it's not a huge increase, but we are talking, you know, 10, possibly 20 miles per hour more. So I know with Austria, it's not got a lot of high-speed turns, but in circuits where we do have those high-speed turns, that's when the Ferrari engine not being as strong, we will see, because it can't put enough air over the car, which obviously pushes it into the ground. So maybe could it be that? Maybe could there aero package not work with this new slow engine and, and again if they're still going for this low drag concept yeah now low drag concept's fine if you've got a powerful engine yeah you lose time in the corners but you make up a lot on the straights mm. though most of your time is on the corners but if you have suffered such an advantage on the straights like ferrari did last year then a low drag concept can work and that doesn't mean you have necessarily low downforce you can have low drag but that's hard low drag high downforce is yeah impossible but um, maybe they've still got kind of a low, uh, a low, dra low drag setup, but with the engine being what it is, they're not getting that benefit really, and then they're struggling in the corners. Um, but it just, it just looks a bit uncompetitive. Um, yeah, no, exactly. And it'll be interesting to see how the season goes on. I'm probably hearing from Haas as well. Have they gone with a more low drag setup that doesn't work with the new engine? And what, it, what is the issue? I mean, Sauber have had a few tough years. Remember, you know, they only just sort of mm. come back to the fore as Alfa Romeo. They had a good season as Sauber when um, Charles Leclerc was there. That's partly just down to his great performances and, and the car looked better. You know, in the blue Banco livery, that, that car <laughs> struggled a lot. I mean, that was the yeah, back yeah. one for a few years. So I think we've got to remember, it is a team that tends to be is near the back, um, even if historically they've had good seasons and a race win with uh, Kubica. But uh, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't look like a, it looks like it's going to be near the back this season. Yeah, no, exactly. I fully agree. Uh, next up, Renault, Ricardo DNF, um, Ocon P8, four points. Um, I'm sad and happy at the same time. Um, I'm happy that Ocon has got his first points, um, you know. But on the other side, Ricardo was looking, you know, fairly decent. Mm. Um, but. Again, Renault—they're just in the mid-pack. They've not made that that leap, which which they say they've wanted. Which I'm sure most of us, you know, as as people who watch the sport, also wanted as well. They've just still not made that leap. Yeah, it's a tough one though. Through practice, it looked like they'd be sort of with Macca, and I thought before the season they'd be about the same uh, in sort of both fighting for fifth and sixth. Um, 
he didn't look terrible in the race. Ricardo looked really good and he was chasing Dan Vettel before his uh, engine went, which is such a shame. I would really like to see the end of that. Um, but yeah, they look, they look mid midfield still. Mm. They look very midfield. Um, I got to say, Ocon was for me really disappointing. Um, I know it took, you know, he's been out it's like 540 days or something since he was last in an F1 car. So I get it's a long time and it does take a while to get back. Because, um, you know, you think when drivers stand in for a race or something, like that, right? yeah, it, take, it takes them a while to get, <laughs> get back into it, right? But at the same time, Ocon has tested in that car and he, they have been testing him in older cars. He's, you know, it should be. I was expecting a little bit more pace. Ricardo stuffed him pretty much, didn't he? He's yeah. a, a jump above. Um, and if the rumours are to be believed, then obviously maybe Alonso will be in that car next year, so they will still have a real hard charger in there. But yeah, yes, Ocon, Ocon needs to do better than that. Four points. Yeah. If you said before the race, Ocon's going to become come eighth, you'd go, that's that's a good result. But with all the safety cars yeah, and everything, everything that happens, world, all yeah, of the DNFs, nine cars out of the race, I think he's a little disappointing and he's going to have to do better than that. If he wants a Merck seat, he's going to have to do a lot better than that. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, so next up, McLaren. Um, Sainz, uh, P5, 10 points. Norris, P3, 16 points. Um, what a lap by Norris, that last one. Like, I, I, I actually went, I actually rewound and watched that whole lap again because it's just, he is on it. Um, yeah, it was, I can't remember what the lap it was a 10. I think it matched uh, Max's uh, qualifying time. Did it? I don't know if it would. I think it matched his fastest lap from last year. So, and in fact, it's 104. Actually, yes, yeah, you're right, maybe. 1047, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> it's yeah. 1047 is quick. Um, that is quick on a especially race, on used tyres, right? Like yeah, on, on tyres that were, you know, not not dead dead, but or, or dead at all, really. They, you know, they've been put on that last safety car stint, but were used. Um, it was really impressive, and especially that you see that sector three, because oh. at one point it looks like Hamlin's got the gap is five and a half, and then it goes all the way down and gains so much time to to the four point seven that it was at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, really impressive. I was it's great to see Maka come back up there. It was worrying stint one when they were dropping off. They didn't look yeah. good on high fuel on those tyres, on the softer tyres. They looked really bad. Um, you're thinking, ah, okay, so it's one of these cars that can qualify, but it's got poor pace. But actually, I think later on it seemed better. Of course, having the safety car restarts, they had fresher tyres a bit more. So maybe there is a slight longevity or a race pace issue. I don't know. I don't think so. The car generally looked good. Uh, Norris, uh, you know, after me last week saying that I don't think he's all that. What a race! You can't you can't <laughs> knock him for that. Well, that was just a fantastic performance and really showed that kind of quality that you see from Leclerc, from Verstappen, and from Russell. Um, and I think this is like one of the you know he's had real flashes of brilliance. But this is one of the first races where you've had a full weekend. He had awful luck last year, but mm. a full weekend of great qualifying, really good race, ten out of ten, like fantastic. Probably driver of the day, right? In my my opinion. Um, and science did a good job. He wasn't happy. He didn't like the balance of the car. Still came fifth. I think without the safety cars and attrition would have been lower in the points. Had just had a tough race. Didn't like the balance. Let's see what you can do race two. We know science is great. I imagine McLaren's focus is off of him uh, now. But yeah, great work from Norris. Great pass from Perez as well. Got his elbows out. Oh yeah, no, he really sort of like really mm. actually kind of nudged him in, the, in not and not in an unfair way. Uh, you mm. know, I think it was properly fair. You know, it was clear that you know Norris was quicker. And it was like, look, I need to make my move and you, and you need to just move me about my way. So I thought it was quite fair. Um, next up, Ferrari. Vettel, P10, one point. Leclerc, P2. 
18 points. Now, let's start off with Seb first. Mm. He was not feeling this car. He was not happy with it. He was, to me, he just seemed very annoyed and frustrated. And certainly seeing him after the pre-race, you know, yes, Seb likes to joke and make a laugh, but, you know, this was the first time where he actually said he's only, he's happy and he only spun once. Like, yeah, this, this seems to be like Seb is, is just, he's here to get paid to basically end the year and then leave F1. Um, I really, it just, I mean, me and you were really hoping that we would find that hungry Seb again, but this was anything but. Yeah, I mean, I think if you had a car that could challenge, you'd see the hungry Seb. He's gone, I've got a midfield car. I should see this year out. I don't care. Yeah. Um, and it looks like the grid's pretty much close for him right now, unless something crazy happens at Merck and they do try and pull him in. Um, there's nowhere else for him to go. There's the, and, and even if he wanted a midfield drive, there probably isn't one <laughs> next year now. So he yeah. looks like pretty much being shown the door, right? There's, there is nowhere else to go. Um, I mean, that spin... Again, oh, we've seen it before. It's just so many but times. He kind of was going to send it. He probably doesn't care if you, if you think. And I think kind of Hamilton has a similar thing, where they, you know, like Hamilton in 09, for example, where he had a midfield car basically for most of the season. Yeah. Same they, they kind of switch off and they're not interested. I think that was something that, you know, Ricardo's actually been really good at keeping his head up and still getting the best out of that car. Mm-hmm. Button used to be really good as well. You know, moving to midfield and when he went McLaren, he, you know, he was obviously quite vocal about it, but was still give it his all. Um, yeah, no, definitely. But I think, um, obviously, Bill's head's dropped. He wants to be in the best car. Even in 2014, where he had a car that was capable of race wins, Ricardo won three races that year, he, he wasn't really interested. Um, and, and struggling from going, you know, a few things, exhaust blowing, diffusers going, all, all the commander going and all that. But, yeah, um, it's, it's not much to say. It else. is what it is. It yeah, was, it was really yeah. disappointing. It was another, another spin, race one, got that in there. Um, and just was looked he did in practice actually looked better than Leclerc. Looked like he was mm. more that more switched on, and then as it the actual crunch time came, Leclerc was a bit sharper. So, yeah. And so just on that Leclerc, like my um, thoughts on his race was basically slow, and Eddie wins the race, right? Like he wasn't yeah. taking massive risks. He just got his head down. And then it, 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 it's almost like all of the chaos was exploding around him and he was just simply walking through it, right? Like, Yeah, it was crazy. But you, you've got to be there to, to, to get second as yeah. well. But uh, yeah. that car isn't a second place car. That car is probably the oh, fifth no. best on the grid, it looks like. If that actually, I mean, is it even the fifth best? It's probably on a par with, we don't know yet. But you're looking mid place at that race and you're going, that's not even the fifth best car. Is that like the sixth best car? Like, what's going on? You go, well, you know. Um, it looked looked really bad. Um, it was probably like fifth best car, but um, great performance from Leclerc. And that overtake on Perez almost just deserved the win for that. And you're actually thinking at one point they could have actually caught the Mercs. They got the tire strategy right each time, um, and yeah, he just drove like I said, really quiet. He was in the McLaren sandwich for half the race, and then when it came to it, that last pit stop, they got the tire call right. Medium tires went on. That car came alive, and like, like I said, did Norris quickly. And then was on to Perez and just out of nowhere, Ricardo-esque, you know, late on the brakes, up the inside, yeah, just, but didn't, didn't lock up, didn't miss the corner. Great. Really, really awesome performance. I think, that, again, that shows Leclerc's class. Just the talent that he is. I mean, yeah, he really is. I know, I know I do sometimes annoy you with how much I do love him. But anyway, moving on. Um, yeah. Red Bull, Verstappen yeah. DNF, 
Albon DNF. Let's start with Verstappen first. Um, you're right, we were robbed of a great race. The Red Bull looked like it had pace. The medium tyre looked like it was going to pay off. Yeah. Verstappen, just in his classic Verstappen, was just on it. Um, but it was an electrical failure, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, um, they've been really coy about it. They haven't said a lot. They haven't they're, said, they're so... Honda, but it looks like yeah. Honda. This is my thing. Like, I don't like either the Honda unit has gone, and as I said in the last episode, Red Bull have now basically pissed off every every other engine manufacturer that they can't afford to annoy Honda, um, or the fact that it was something else, and that they're just basically saying, you know, look, it wasn't the engine, you know, it was something else. Um, it went into anti-stall. Anti-stall, like yeah, which was, was an electrical, so it, it might been a sensor we don't know yet again it, it's harsh for the boring on cars yeah. i never realized how harsh it was um but it's the um obviously the the curbs are nasty they're high there's a lot of vibrations there mm. you're going at speed and a lot of 90 degree turns mm. curve turns onto curbs yeah. uh which is harsh and yeah it was, it was just such a shame to see i know bottas did have quite a gap and verstappen was not making a dent in that mm. um but that stint would have gone longer. And it did look like Bottas was saying he was maintaining his pace, but it did look like his tyres were dying off because A, the way Hamilton got that gap down from sort of eight to two by eight seconds. Um, and then when Bottas' tyres came off the safety car, they looked mean, they did not look happy. So I think yeah. you would have had a plus seven coming in with all the safety cars in the race, oh, who would have known. Yeah. Merck safety he would have had Alvin, Yeah, he would have, it looked like he could have, could have won it. And maybe this weekend they can, but they've got to get that reliability right. And he's already... 25 points behind Bottas now. He's uh, luckily only for him, only 12 behind Hamilton. Mm. But that's already quite a big gap in the season. It's only it currently eight races that maybe go to 10. So, so um, yeah, that's that, a really bad start for that. And they are miles behind. They're lucky again that Mike didn't get a one-two. Yeah. Um, but they're still a long way off already from race one. Um, it's not good for them. Okay. And then obviously the big one this race, mm. Alex Albon. Um, he was driving beautifully. The kid did nothing wrong. He was, he he's showing just what a raw talent he is. Um, because he had a real chance of winning this race. He really, really did. Yeah, he did. He did have a chance. Um, I think I was worried for him in qualifying. I was really worried. Yeah, I was. He was down in sort of P, looking like he was going to get knocked out really far down. Um, and I was thinking, here we go. This is Albon. It's just like Gasly all over again. He's mm -hmm. not even going to make it. You know, it's amazing how quickly opinions can change. Um, but then he just pulled that lap out of the bag that got him through into Q3. And then his qualifying lap was decent. I mean, getting out qualified by Norris, I don't think the ball be particularly happy with that. That car is quicker than the McLaren. But um, yeah, he did. He did what he needed to do. He was there or thereabouts on pace, um, and he could have won it. And then that overtake. It, when I saw it, I said it was 60-40 Hamilton. It's a really tough one because you know, Hamilton's on full lock. I don't think he's trying to push him out. At the same time, Hamilton hasn't backed off, which he had to do. Um, he's made that decision of, I'm not backing off, I'm going to keep going. So there's that. Um, you could say that, was it a good idea to try and go around the outside of Hamilton on any corner? There's a few drivers I wouldn't go around the outside of. Hamilton, Verstappen, or a few of them. Mm. Um, <laughs> Maldonado being another maybe. But um, that going around the outside maybe was rough, but it yeah, I mean, you've got a portion blame to Hamilton. Um, 
you know, there's, there's no other way. It's certainly not Albon's fault, is it? And he is past yeah. in the corner. He's pretty yeah, much no, cleared. So. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, his so nose uh, by the end of the apex and straightening up was ahead. So Lewis, need, like, not break, but just lift his foot off the throttle a little bit. Just slow the car down. Just let that rear wheel pass his front wing. You know, that's that's all that was needed. Um, but, you know, I mean, I do think Hamilton was more to blame. Um, you know, he's experienced oh, yeah, sure. enough. You know, he, he, he knows his sport inside now. Um, but on the other hand, though, it's almost kind of a mute point because then Albon has a DNF as well. So yeah, whether, whether that was caused by the hit, I don't mm-hmm. think so. It doesn't look like the hit was that severe. It doesn't look like it. I think the only thing is the jolting. If it was like a gearbox yeah. issue or a sense, again, sensor issue, new thing, um, to be, um, you would maybe apportion that to the hit. But it's amazing. Neither of the cars had a puncture or a wing failure. Yeah. Like, so you saw yeah. it, you thought that's two cars out straight yeah. away. Um, yeah, but, exactly. I mean, obviously, it was much worse for Albon. Um, maybe, it would have been, maybe it would have got Bottas and then had a DNF. <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. Which would have been just cruel. But although he didn't get the result, it's another good. Race. Good performance. Yeah, no, exactly. Like he, he is showing why they should keep him. And honestly, that's 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 all he needs to do at the moment is he, he needs to show, you know, Horner, you know, I am the right man for this seat. Um, because, you know, Red Bull, as we've seen plenty of time and time again, they will, you know, tell him, look, we're going to get someone else in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, think, I suppose he's in a lucky scenario where there's kind of no one in the wings. Um, mm. I mean, we can touch on the F2 after this just quickly about kind of what happened there and who's coming through but mm. yeah it was good and I, I know I was a bit harsh with Albon you know um last weekend I still he's still got a bit of a way to go and I think he was so touch and go in qualifying from where he could have been looking like that he was well down the grid or even out in Q2 that that would have been really bad for him but um yeah, yeah exactly he did a really he did a really good job um and he's really unlucky it's again how it's like a Another crazy race where there's a load of safety cars and Hamilton won't let Albon get on the podium. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, it was. It's, the Red Bull looks good. It's not on the Merck's pace, um, but they're operationally really astute and they've got Verstappen, so they're always yeah. a, a, an opportunity there. Um, have we touched on Racing Point? I feel like we've missed them. Yes, you're right. We did, I think. You're right. Don't want to um, miss them. That's a big talking point. Yes. <laughs> so, Racing Point. Um, Stroll, DNF, uh, Perez, uh, P6 with eight points. Mm. Um my feelings on it is that Racing Point isn't as strong as I thought it would be. Um, I think they're going to be disappointed with that. Um, I think it was odd in, in practice. You're thinking that's the third best car all day long. Yeah. Apparently the race pace was phenomenal. Without the safety cars, you, you would have probably had Perez in, what, fourth? If you say Albon's not taken out. So he would have been the best of the midfield. Um, and I still think he can be. Uh, uh, just, they got the safety cars wrong, didn't they? They didn't bring... Well, first they put him on the mediums. Um, but you think in a straight fight, Perez is amazing at looking after tyres. You'll yeah. get that to the end. Um, but then the safety cars came in and they didn't change the tyres. So he was on dead mediums by the end. That's why he dropped down to six and only got those those um, uh, those uh, eight points. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, that's actually sort of disappointing for them because um, that car showed so much more promise. Obviously, having Stroll, DNF uh, as well, that was, uh, yeah, that, that, that wasn't great either. Yeah, I mean, the, to me, that team, I think, by the time we get to Silverstone, is going to be extremely, like, they are going to be at the sharp end of that midfield. 
it's wherever they can develop that car. It's a completely different yeah. concept. That's going to be the only thing because they are actually following more of a Red Bull high rake philosophy, short mm. wheelbase. So it's going to be interesting. Can they work with a longer wheelbase? The Merc car is a completely different philosophy. It looks like out of the box is quick. I'm interested to see how they go, go this weekend. I think, not being mean, I think Stroll is a bit of a weakness. And they have, they've got two drivers that aren't the best at qualifying but have good race pace. They have quite similar characteristics in that way. Perez is better at both. Mm. Um, I think in a straight fight, that racing point is probably just on the sharp end, but I'm surprised how close McLaren were. Um, yeah. And it was probably more down to better strategy and Norris' sort of heroics that they actually got ahead. In a straight fight, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like people were fearing they were like miles ahead of the midfield. They're not, by the looks of it. Yeah, exactly. Which is, I'm happy. Because <laughs> um, it keeps the whole midfield um, a lot more interesting. So on that, finally, Mercedes. So Hamilton P4 with uh, 12 points and Bottas P1 with 25. Um, I'm just going to say what we said last week. That Merck is a weapon. Um, in qualifying, but it is fragile. But it is, yeah. um, but it is quick. <laughs> it is very quick. And thing is, is not every circuit is like the Red Bull Ring with these high, you know, curbs and you no. know. And I think once we get to more um, sort of well, traditional tracks, Spain, tracks, Spain that makes so sense. yeah, exactly. Going to be lethal there. They're going to be. They're going to so be, be. Yeah, exactly. They're 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 going to be miles ahead. Like it's and, and not only that. Well, not only that, you know, I mean, they're, they're working around the clock. They're going to get parts on. I mean, that team is a well-oiled machine. Mm. Um, and I think if they can come up to next weekend, or sorry, not next weekend, this coming weekend, I should say, um, and they have managed to fix, you know, the parts which are breaking, they managed to swap out, they managed to basically do what they do best in terms of engineering, then this could be, you know, a Merc 1-2 season all over again. Um, but what I will say this is I will... Um, I will basically echo a tweet which which I saw earlier today, which is if Hamilton's not on the podium again this coming weekend, even if it's fourth again, and Potas 3.0, that is going to be the one to really look out for. Um, because then he'll have a real, because then by that point, it's no, the championship can possibly be won. Like it's not already going to be Hamilton. Yeah, I mean, I think, I kind of don't like this Bottas 2.0, 3.0. He's always been the same. He always, yeah. starts, <laughs> he always starts ahead and then, uh, you know, he doesn't, doesn't pick up as the season goes. Saying that, it looked like Hamilton came up fighting with his really awesome practice. But that's practice. Mm. Um, his pace, if I was Bottas, I'd be worried about that phase one pace of Hamilton, cutting his eight second to 2.8. Whether he says, yeah. you know, he was, on, he was protecting tires or not, it, Hamilton's race pace was just clean better. Yeah. It was a lot quicker. But... Bottas has a 13-point lead. This is a season at the moment could be half a size, so you could be looking at equivalent 26-point lead. Um, if it was a full season, and that you'd be, be worried, right? So if you were Hamilton. Yeah, no, exactly. So I think Bottas did everything he could. He did everything right. He got yeah. him in qualifying. He, um, he then drove the race in the right way. Um, he, you know, he didn't panic. He had two restarts to deal with. that dealt with them both brilliantly. He had Max Verstappen near him at the start on the inside. Mm -hmm. Max didn't even get a sniff. He was gone. Um, and he actually had a two-second lead sector one. That was very Vettel-esque in the Red Bull days. But he did a great job. Really, really good job. Hamilton, um, his race pace was still there, but he, I mean, the clash of Albon says all you need to know looked a bit. You know, he started well. He got past Norris and, and Albon quickly. But 
he can't let that happen again now. He's under pressure yeah. this weekend. He can't now. He's he's kind of got to win it. He's got to at least beat Bottas. And ironically, although Horner said the five second penalty wasn't enough for, for Hamilton, if you think he let Albon through and say Albon goes through, gets Bottas and wins, Hamilton loses three points to Bottas. But in knocking him out, getting his penalty, Bottas winning, he's lost thirteen points to him. That's a huge deficit in this. Yeah. Now, anything can happen. It could be Bottas next week. You know, it's third or fourth, and suddenly it's kind of close again. But yeah, it's a good start. Now you could get in, you know, could get inside Hamilton's head with that. So it's yeah, a shorter yeah. season. Um, the thing with me, the the sensor issues. What was that all about? You know, he he started. He saw Stroll go out. And you think, okay, what's going on here? And then you got that message over the radio: is it chassis default for one or whatever? Yeah. With Bottas, and you're thinking, all right, Bottas's car going to pack up? I was like, come on, don't rob us of the, another part of the race. You've already lost the stop, and let's not use Bottas as well. Um, and then you kind of eventually get the driver saying, you know, the, the the engineer saying, stay off the curbs. This is critical. And then you have Hamilton going, yeah, well, he's on the curbs more than me. It's like, kids, <laughs> are you doing it more than me? And then you had James Vowles just going, right, that's it, both of you. Yeah. Both you off the curbs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> off the curbs now. And apparently, it was really critical. Um, and it was actually sort of a sensor issue with the gearbox, but also just a lot of that new cars, a lot of electrical noise, apparently, probably because mm. it's so tightly packed up. Um, and it could just be any point. Usually, once those sensors kind of gives a signal the engine doesn't like, or there's a kind of a negative signal, whatever, they'll just cut the engine, it'll go in a limp home, or it'll just, just shut down. My, on a safety measure. So, um, they, they my, were apparently very close to, to failing. My concern with next week is I'm going to foolishly predict, but here we go. Mm. Hear me out. I think we're going to see more cars not end the race because they've already been through the circuit once, having all of this, you know, issues mm. and everything else. These teams don't have the parts. Like, yes, they have some, but they don't have everything there. And also the teams themselves, they're, working, they're still, even though... Um, to me, when they were on the grid and it looked quite packed, that is minimum stuff. Mm. That is minimum stuff to just, you know, be able to work. That's not with all the extra, you know, PR people, engineers, mechanics. They're not there. So the engineers, mechanics have literally got four, three to four working hentes to basically look over everything, realize what things have broken, what things are still intact, what things might not work um, and survive the next race. And so, you know, and, and as, you know, I mean, I thought after Australia, the cars were shipped over. No, they've literally been on that track this entire time for the last few months. Really? So and they've only been shipped yeah. over now. Yeah. Yeah. So this is why they're having all these issues because the cars weren't shipped because, because they were so concerned. They were like, look, look, we need to leave the cars in Australia. And then well, once we get everything planned out, then ship them over. So they've just been sitting there for months. Well, I mean, Merck have already said they, they basically, they're going to have the same issue again this weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an inherent issue with that car. The, the sensors are the way they are. The signals are the way they are. There's not much they can do, really. And mm. that, that's probably right. So, I mean, if you've got Max in the race, I mean, if we're going to have a safety car every time anything happens, you know, it gets too windy or there's a cloud in the <laughs> sky, then maybe we'll have the same race again and we won't be able to predict. But I think in a straight-up fight, it's going to be really difficult to pre predict. It's quite clear that it's Merck and Red Bull are the only two teams, really, that can win it. Um, now I've said that it'll probably be like an Alfa Tari, Alfa Romeo, and like Williams <laughs> podium. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the, it's going to be really interesting. I think this is it's quite intriguing. It started off looking like it was going to be another Merck whitewash, but maybe that's not the case. You've got yeah, Bottas yeah. now is looking really strong and again can play it pretty safe. I mean, he can just come second as we can be needed to. He's almost at that point where he doesn't need to go crazy. I think if you've got 
Red Bull, Red Bull are going to be really, really hungry for it. Um, yeah. Max is going to be especially. Um, because that's, it's home race, it's his home team's race. Like, this is the Red Bull ring. Like, he'll be really determined. I think you're going to find Hamilton's going to be very determined oh, as well. Yeah, he's, had a really, he's had a bit of a shocker, really, this weekend. So he's going to be... And often when he's backed into a corner, he can fight back quite hard. You know, you've seen with the Rosberg years where Rosberg would, uh, you know, get a big gap and then Hamilton would bring it back. That was in 2014. But then you've got 2016 where Rosberg gets a big gap and Hamilton doesn't fight back and, and crumbles. So we don't know what version of Hamilton we'll get this weekend. Um, and I'd really be into, I, as much as I love the excitement of all the safety cars and all that kind of bringing the grid together, I want to see a straight race this weekend. I just want to know what the order is. What's the pace? What's the pecking order? Let's see. And the only way we're going to know that is if there's no safety cars and we just have a straight race. Um, I'd love to see that this weekend. Um, so what's your prediction to top three? Um... Cause I got it. So wrong last week. Um, I'm going to go Verstappen, Hamilton, and Hotas. Okay. Oh, this is really tough. This um, is tough. It all depends. If, 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 um, everyone's going to know. I, I don't know if Merck are going to go to try and get through on the mediums in Q2. And that's going to mm. be because I thought Verstappen won the race in Q2. When he put everyone remember, right to you and going, hey, Verstappen's won because he's done that in Q2. That he's got, he's, the tyre advantage is so big. But I don't know if he's going to be able to do that. The teams have their act together a bit more, you think, this weekend. He might not be able to get away with that because there are a few cars that you think would have gone quicker that didn't in Q2. Um, obviously, that's before we knew just how bad that Ferrari was. But I think, oh, I'd go with... I can't decide. Could be a, <laughs> I think Hamilton's... I think if Verstappen, Hamilton, Bottas wouldn't surprise me. Or a Hamilton, Verstappen, Bottas. I think Bottas is... He's doing really well. He'll want to be strong, and he is obviously coming strong. But I think Verstappen and Hamilton are going to be really fired up. And then the kind of drivers when they're fired up, they're, yeah, they, they get, get going. Lethal. It's whether they then just crash into each other. Turn one. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe you could walk away, and Bottas has got a like fifty-point lead by race three. But we'll see. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what happens, and I'm intrigued to hear kind of obviously how the Alonso rumor hits the paddock. That's going to be interesting. Um, how the kind of Alban Hamilton frostiness is going to be? RB have kind of seemed to start war with Lewis and kind of they they you know rightly so quite annoyed with him. Um, and yeah, just to see kind of can Haas get over their brake issues? Yeah. Um, and, and, and can two and can two Red Bulls actually finish the race as well? Red Bulls uh, finish. I'd, I'd love to see as well the McLaren Racing Point fight. I want to see more of that. Well, yeah. like they have a rivalry ready to start there, and I want to see more of it. So. Cool. So I think that's a good point to end this episode. So um, I've been your host, Oz, and my good friend here, Jake. Um, so join us again next week for Austria part two. Um, so we're going to try and get these up hopefully every Wednesday. So just before sort of practice and qualifying and everything else. Um, but as always, um, do leave likes, do leave a comment, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks a lot. Bye.